with the toll, risk, and sacrifice of a global health crisis, we're learning new things every day. Well, wouldn't it be a shame if we did what we've always done and forgotten those lessons as soon as this is over? So what's the right way to handle our lessons learned? That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, guys, welcome back. I hope this finds you healthy and well, no matter where in the world you are. I'm so grateful for having all of you as audience members, and I care about your health and well-being. So don't hesitate to reach out and let me know how you're doing. I want to hear from you. Let's talk about the right way to handle lessons learned. But first, let's remember why we're here. To create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There are so many resources about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a unique and powerful force in this industry. And remember, if this helps you, tell your friends. It's time to talk once again about lessons learned. To most Scrum Masters and coaches, lessons learned is simply a quick inventory done at the end of every sprint, right? But if you think you want to level up, we probably need to pay closer attention to those lessons learned. Observation of practice is a fundamental in growth. But improving performance has kind of become a bad word in a lot of the agile banter that goes around in forums and social media. The assumption is we shouldn't be measuring people and their speed of delivery, but I can't help but think if we're not trying to become better at something, then what's the point of endeavoring in Scrum anyway? See, because ultimately, we all want to get better. There's nothing wrong with trying to improve the team's performance or improving our personal performance. Nor is there anything wrong with focusing on improving our happiness. We all strive to reach new heights of some kind in some area. But in order to do that, we have to pay very careful attention to what is working and what isn't. Otherwise, we run the risk of continuously banging our heads on the same routines, the same tactics, even when they're not bringing any meaningful results. But there's another reason to pay close attention to what's working and what isn't. It's because it's never the same way twice. So we can't just show up with rules and instructions and staple them down on a new team or a new organization and expect them to work because they probably won't. Moreover, the same principles and practices that make you effective with one person will have absolutely no effect on another. Now, this time of crisis is teaching us something very important. It's teaching us that we can shift as a society and that we can adapt in uncertain times. And that everything is an experiment of sorts because the future is not knowable. But one thing we cannot do 
in the knowledge of that fact is stand still and do nothing. We have to change. In the midst of this COVID-19 crisis, we've had to change how we interact with people, the distance that we keep from other people. We've had to change our daily routines. We've had to change our places of work and our ways of working. Some of us may even have to change what we do for a living. And in many cases, we've had to change by simply shutting our doors, accepting layoffs and contractions, and simply hoping that we can survive what comes next. And in this time, we'll learn important lessons. We're going to learn, for example, how much social contact is necessary versus not. We'll learn how to do things like remote working better. We'll learn how to do things like networking better. We'll learn whether or not powerful teams can or cannot be created and sustained over an internet connection. But we'll also learn what impact not driving our cars or taking mass commuter transit every day has on our psychology and our ecology. We're going to learn what is essential and what isn't. We're going to learn what we're made of and what we're capable of. But listen to this. When the dust settles and everything goes back to normal and all we do is go back to normal, to the status quo, then we don't honor the lessons that we've learned and then nothing will change. And we'll be as unprepared for the next emergency as we were for this one, no matter how similar or different it looks from the one we're living through right now. So what must we do? We have to carefully examine the lessons we learn. And that doesn't just mean acknowledging them or even documenting them. It means revisiting them and extracting from them the goals that we want to set for ourselves and our future success. It means that if we want to bring about change and make that change permanent and lasting, then someone will need to lead the change. And it will take powerful intention and powerful action to do so. So what's this got to do with Scrum? Well, there's a huge benefit in appreciating the challenge, the mayhem, the disarray that we're encountering now in everyday life. Because those things, like this crisis, are our best teacher. Friction, challenge, risk, difficulty, adversity. All of these things are the greatest teachers. We don't learn anything by repeating what we do well in conditions where nothing could possibly go wrong and there's no downside. Everything is safety net. Ideals mean nothing until they're put to the test. And the same is true of knowledge and hypotheses. All of those require friction. They require testing. They require trial by fire in order to become refined to the point where what we benefit from them is universal and universally wise. So what do we do with our lessons? Well, it's helpful to keep a list of the lessons that we've learned and the truths that become obvious through them in a place where we can visit them once a week or once a month. I mean, think about it. This is not how we're used to learning anymore. We watch a video, we take a course, and then we stuff the binders away if we even get a binder. And we probably never revisit those concepts again. So the ones that are not immediately applicable 
or immediately put into use fade away. So the most important first step is to inventory the lessons learned. Yeah, but you can't stop there. One suggestion. I wouldn't make a list of lessons learned any longer than 10 max 20 items at any given time. Otherwise, it becomes meaningless. It becomes too easy to flood it with things that aren't helpful, aren't distinct, or aren't relevant. It's got to be something that's worth remembering because it changed the game, or at least has the potential to. So let's imagine, for example, that as part of the shift to working from home that we're all experiencing, that remote working is only really effective if cameras are on. Well, that's something worth remembering. See, because we'd never been forced to try to generate and sustain real human connection and empathy without real physical presence over a long period of time. So something new has emerged because of this unique pressure, these unique conditions. So that's something worth paying attention to. Learning from it means incorporating it into our daily practice. And once a learning has committed itself via a new practice or habit, you can easily remove it from the list because now we've got those habits and those traditions surrounding it and you don't need to be reminded of that lesson anymore. Now keep in mind, in my experience, this happens only occasionally. So don't be too quick to take something off your list thinking to yourself, hey, we've got this now. In any event, you can only focus on so many things at once. Like a retrospective, all of your observations should turn into meaningful action if they provide the greatest value to the team or to the organization. So you really want to focus on the highest value, highest priority items. But lessons learned have one little difference from retrospective items. Lessons learned are not necessarily about solving a specific problem or fixing a performance issue. They're more like universal truths. So if we learn that we work better, if we all throw our smartphone devices into a giant sock from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., and that reduces the number of code defects and creates better output in a shorter time, then we need to not let go of, not lose sight of that wisdom that we earned through experience. We need to commit to a practice that we all agree takes advantage of that lesson learned. That's how you create new habits and cultures. We need to go somewhere with it. And if we don't do that, shame on us. Folks, thank you for listening. You can reach out at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay badass. Badass.